and it's on. We're on here. The Duano podcast is born, and I indeed him, Duano, also known as Duane Neville. Uh, welcome to the first ever podcast. We're coming to you from sunny Byron Bay here on a Saturday afternoon. And um, if you're listening to this um, on Anchor FM forward slash Duano, you can also see it on the YouTube page. Uh, there should be a link um, there for the YouTube page. So just head on there or also follow on the Instagram account. The link should be in the bio there. And then if you're watching this, of course, on YouTube, if you want to just listen to the audio, head over to Anchor FM forward slash Duano. What a start and what a perfect way to start off the podcast with none other than the pest, the special guest, the pest, the special guest, Michael Shaw, who's got every little finger and toe in this town of Byron Bay since he's been back from 14, is it 14 years that you were in China um, teaching? It was 12, uh, 12, 12 years. years. We, I taught for about three years of that and then we got into a few other ventures over there. But yes, I've been so, back now for about so basically. So basically, school life has been a part of you from pretty much because, you know, you, you graduated with me at Byron High back in 2003. But that's, and that's when, so just to let the viewers know, me and my Shory, not only we call the footy during the winters, but we go way back to, um, so about what, year seven, year eight at Byron Bay High. And so um, ever since about year 12 from the formal, that was probably the last I saw you until about well, a year or two ago. And then you've been back um, back at school, so to speak. I, yes. I've been back at school with you as a bloody lead teacher. So you <laughs> You led me astray a little bit, but no, it's been good to be back and, and go on all these adventures with you. Uh, I do miss it. So it's um, good to be able to get on here and do something that's a little bit related and a bit of fun, a bit of Absolutely. media stuff. Absolutely. So um, as I just said, you've got you've got every little finger and toe. You, you haven't, you know, you like, <laughs> we call you the pest but because you're always around like, it's, I'm just wondering if you're going to come through this door and tuck me in bed at night, you know, be my babysitter. Okay. <laughs> um, it's getting to that point. Like, but I was just um, speaking um, another mutual friend of ours, Benny Ahern out at, um, yes. at a, a Bella Porto the other week. And it's just. Suffolk Park <laughs> out of Byron Bay FC. Yeah. The, he's a captain, a premiership winning captain for Byron Bay FC, but it made me iterate that it just sets a reminder of how busy you are and how much involved you are in the community. Cause it's like, Oh, well, sure. He's doing this. He's doing plans for this and we're going to do this. And he wants to do that. Sure. He's doing this. So um, run it off. You're like the Homer Simpson of Byron Bay. You know that when he has all the hats, <laughs> all the hats as in like, well, not just because you like a drink and a, and a gamble. I'm a like fat alcoholic drunk as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um Think of it as in the way of Uber driver, passion fruit farmer, selling passion fruit, calling the footy, um, tradie. Um, what else am I missing here, mate? I'm on the board down at the Byron Bay Youth Services. Yep, we'll have a chat about that as well. Um, I volunteer there as well with the youth. Um, yep. And then we've just founded this distribution company for fitness products. Yep. So that's our involvement with um, Ben Hearn at Byron Bay FC. Course. So we're launching this product. I just got off the phone with customs. They're, they're chasing a bit more money off me for GST <laughs> and import taxes. Uh, but yeah, we've got a new fitness product from America and mm-hmm. we've purchased the exclusive distribution rights to it. It's called Inertia Wave. Uh, yeah, yeah well, tell, so, me a bit of, tell me a bit about it over a couple of weeks. And you're saying um, you're having trouble with customs at the moment. Is that to do with the coronavirus as such? And just yeah, it's hard it's to just get anything slower. anywhere? 
it was just slower than normal. So we were expecting a week or so, but it's taken about three weeks. But yeah. it's just allowed us to get the launch a bit more prepared. It's not going to affect our sales or anything. So it's probably a good thing in the end. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's always been the norm. Just I wanted to kick this thing off a couple of weeks ago, but this webcam that's showing up uh, pretty faces <laughs> um, that was even held up for like this, that came from Melbourne and it's just taken a week or two. It's so because everything's gone by road. So, um, so I'm actually, quite, oh, I see. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's no, they're not even flying planes in the sky to do freight, which is um, makes you wonder about, um, that should be still how planes to fly to, to get stuff from A to B and especially at a time like this. Yes. Yeah, it has slowed us down, but you know, I think it's it allows you to stop and you know smell the roses a bit and get your ducks in order a little bit more. I think it's been good for me. It's been, and that's one of these great things about this coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, or well, the Wuhan virus. I've got a good story about Wuhan actually that I'll tell you later. Um, but yeah, it slows it. It let us get our. Uh, prepare better for the launch of our company and maybe let you have some good podcast ideas in <laughs> too. So it's not too much polywaffle coming out of your mouth all the time. Nah. <laughs> well, the podcast idea has been on the, on the fence for, for quite some time. It's just now that it's um, come to fruition, but now being all the footy commentary stuff has been um, put on the shelf for the time being. So need to keep active, need to keep, keep, so we don't rust out and be forgotten. So we, we're out there and and obviously, you know, we're big footy fans and that's how we, we know calling the footy. But, you know, we, we talk about other stuff too and like stuff that's important. So like the coronavirus. So um, when this all kicked off, so you had all the your ducks in a row, like selling um, passion fruit and you know, obviously the footy and then your Uber driving. And, and so that would have all come to a screeching halt, no doubt. So... How else does this affect you, man? Like, what's... Um... Well, it was scary at the start. It's like, Certainly. oh, shit, I've got, I've got a few overheads here. Um, if this, this tap just turns off and there's no income coming in, then I'm in a bit of a pickle. We've just put deposit on a house. Yeah. I've got, a, you know, car repayments. I've got rent. I've got credit card bills and this and that. Um, so I, I panicked and oh, I went yeah. out and applying for jobs, and yeah. which was fine. And then I eventually got them. But then also JobKeeper's come in. So that's helped me. And actually markets are starting to come back. And I think we're in a better... And now it, it, it allowed me to... I started this new company, uh, Big Wave Fitness. Shout out to Gene mm-hmm. Burks, Jamie Pierce, who are the yeah. other two directors in the company. Yeah. Uh, because of coronavirus. So, I, so it was good. It got me out of a bit of a rut. To be honest, I didn't like the Uber driving too much and I was doing it too much. So now I'm, I've pivoted in another direction. So I like it. And, and I think same with you. It's going to be great because I reckon there's going to be a lot of online streaming. We might yeah. be able to call more footy games. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, it's... it's it does, I mean, I'm always someone that says shit happens for a reason. It's always the way, for better or worse. And uh, even if it get, you get to the end game being where you're supposed to be, and I've been telling, you know, my partner, Stephanie, this for the whole time. It's like, it ain't going to be an easy road. It never is. But the end game is where you're meant to be. And more times than not, it's, it's great. And I knew, yes. and, I, and I sort of had deep down um, feeling that that would be the case. And so, uh, and it was, uh, and I even had in private discussions with you about 
the chance of doing remote streaming, but how that was going to be possible, I do not know. But, and it was only until about a month ago when the the first game, which I think was actually the first sport in the entire world, I think USC might have pipped it, I'm not sure. It's that same weekend. Um, Korean football came on and Simon Hill, um, I could see yeah. ISIS there in the, in the, that just dug it in just to make sure you're behaving yourself. <laughs> we haven't been chucked off yet, ISIS. <laughs> she doesn't uh, want her name besmirched. Okay, well, <laughs> she's safe here on the Duano podcast. But to go back to what I was saying about um, watching the Korean football, Simon... I'm sorry, I, just, just for the people at home, ISIS, I'm not housing a terrorist organisation in my living room. ISIS is my wife's name. Yeah, absolutely. It's, okay, it's, so. the, it's the ancient um, Greek goddess, not, not the other ISIS. Yeah, good, good point. Good point to make. <laughs> but anyway, um, the point I was trying to make was more or less... Um, I noticed a, a very, you know, familiar voice call, uh, on the microphone. It was Simon Hill, and Simon calling this game. I said, "Well, how the how the fuck is he calling this game, uh, South Korea?" And it's, it turns out he did it all from his um on, on his couch with nothing more than a MacBook and a and a pair of a pair of these things. And um, so I'm thinking, shit, I got to find out how he's done this. And so I did a bit of you know did a bit of stalking on his Twitter feed, and then I found out that had this program pitched it already and it looks like could be a very distinct possibility that yeah it's, so as you said like whilst it's a very unfortunate thing overall and unfortunately a lot of people um have succumbed to this but um it, it has created new ideas to do these podcasts and then you you look at like power to finger doing their their live stream last week and then you know and it's a new way it's opening up people's minds to these new, new technologies and um so you when just, there's a will, there's a way. You just send a link into the group chat with the boys that um, some of the comps down uh, Newcastle way or something are looking to live stream and maybe crowdfunding. Yeah, well, I mean, just them. Um, well, I think that was for the rugby uh, in particular. Okay. But that's the way that's a lot of it's going, like paying paid subscription and take, bringing it all to the clubs. That's because even when they're talking about maybe in July, August, where a lot of, a lot of these um, clubs are going to, well, sorry, well, a lot of these games, you're only going to allow maybe no more than 100 at a ground. And then even on a very quiet game, when it's, say, last versus second last in the competition, it's you still get, like, your loyal supporters, which is maybe three to 500. So um, so what are you going to do? You're going to deny the other two or three hundred that can't get in. So people want to watch their team play. And so, and they'll... You know, they understand the dynamics that they dynamics of the whole thing to know that this is not going to work being at the game and they understand why. But I just say we don't deny these people that want to watch their team play. And and with the technology today, I'm sure they'll be able to pay for it. I mean, probably in the ideal world, you wouldn't charge a a pay-per-view price for it. But at the same time, desperate times, desperate desperate measures. And that's, I think, the best way to go about it. Could you not just charge... Could you charge six dollars? You know the gate tickets. That's a gate, normal blower. gate fee. Yeah. So people would pay that. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think. See, that's, I um, just paid. I just paid fifteen dollars a month for my to get my KOs subscription back on, which is very cheap. I got that cheap deal because I'm a Telstra, yeah. uh, Telstra package. Yeah. But so if if NRL could manage to, which is the Northern Rivers Regional Rugby League for yeah. the unwashed. Um, if they could manage to charge $6 a game and KO is only charging $15 a month, 
that's a bloody success story, isn't it? Absolutely. And um, <laughs> I think, and I, and I think it's, I just think it's a, it's a benefit of like, if they're considering playing, um, that like, and I'm, I'm not just dunking and triple R on this. I'm talking about sports as a whole. Um, you're only going to be capped at a hundred people. You know, you get that's yes. 600 people. That's $600. So um, you got to look at it and like, us as announcers, we're not into this to make a buck. So we, we basically just, oh, just knock someone over there. Um, we're not into this to make a buck. We, we, we know that the clubs are the livelihood of that. And we'd be happy to see all that money get passed on to the clubs. And that's, and that's how it should be. Yep. This, yeah, they're still going to have costs. You're still going to have video camera operators at the field. Yeah. And stuff, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they, well, I mean, they look, but I mean, and that's why I, I had the idea of like, Shit! If we can call some from home, we don't. We're not having a trouble because I know with our travels, what we did last year, like we, we. I remember that famous game we did between Northern United and Kyogle. I had to start my day up at um, um, up at the north end of Gold Coast. Come a, that's a that's a two and a half hour drive to Kyogle. Then to come back to Byron <laughs> Bay, and then the week after that, we're back at Kyogle. Where again, I, I this time I had to go from the north end of Gold Coast back out to Kyogle, you were, you were, so it was, and then back out to Northern Gold Coast, then get on a plane to Sydney to go to a concert the following night. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, it, I'm it's, normally breaking land speed records coming back in the bundle <laughs> farmer's markets. Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. So, but now with this technology, you'd think that this would be something that's deemed to be possible and it, it will take but the travel component how, out, the travel costs out of it as well. But then how are you going to spill hot chips and gravy down your shirt if you're just at home and can't go to the canteen? Oh, mate, I, how are I you spill... going to know which clubhouse has the best pie? Oh, mate, well, it's funny you, you mentioned that. that. I'm, I'm going to hold you. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. I've got a little something summon here um, to actually share oh, with yeah. you. So as well as being <laughs> a multi-tart, like, well, multi have all your multi hats. You've probably got a hat, more hats than this lot up there, just in jobs in Byron Bay and getting your, dipping your, dipping your toes into everything. You're also a bit of a multitasker <laughs> when you're on the job and you're talking about these pies. Um, I think you sort of know what's coming. So um, I'll just share you. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, um, you're probably not going to be able to see this video, but we'll just give you an illustration of it. So this was um, out at Casino last year. Um, me and Shory did this semi-final last year, and uh, I'm just going to play a little bit of that. So there'll be some obviously some commentary. Later. So we'll just write it through and then just see what we all think. Chance I have a give Shory here have a chance. Nice dance, Shory. Nice little delicious casino pie from the canteen. Get it into you, son. What the fuck's going with that for? So we get back to live action, short side play there, and Murray in defence. So this is going to be uh, Lachlan West. He's going to be held down in the second phase. Good tackle there by Dan Ross. Chomp it down, Shorty. And so that's going to be a penalty given. <laughs> I think he was just on roll two. You can hear that there in the tackle there, Shorty. So the this will be a chance now for the Casino Cougars. It's really got the crowd back into it. They they know what's on the line here, and they're lifting now. It's going to give a peek back down the field. And so There's a few things there. One thing is that shirt is a tie-dye shirt, which is very Byron and Northern Rivers. Another thing, uh, I did um, I did inflate in size a little bit during that last rugby league season. 
because driving an Uber and calling footy, eating pies and drinking with you at the Sun Bistro is not, um, is not great for your physique, which is... <laughs> So well, can I just say, you're saying that's a very Byron shirt. Is that your subtle way of keeping the Red Devils right here in your heart? Um, <laughs> because you're wearing the... Basically, <laughs> I, do, I mean, wearing a Byron Bay Red Devils hat whilst you're putting the cans on um, before a game is you know, not that inconspicuous. So I guess you're keeping Byron at heart there. But, I mean, I nice juggling out with that pie because I should iterate with those pies out at Casino Cougars that um, when you buy... like only eat them when you're about 20 or 30 minutes away ready to eat them but you <laughs> call the game chomping down fucking you know go like <laughs> i mean only someone that's got as many hats as you have that's had their fingers and, and fingers and no pun intended pies um can do something like that <laughs> yeah. well i'm running from one market to that down there and there's no time for lunch and you're running on empty and might be slightly hung over and need a bit of sustenance <laughs> and sleep deprived. Oh, Four o'clock market. So yeah, it's a bit going on. But um, the funny thing is with these Zoom meetings and stuff like that, I, I never drank a beer while commentating. And I have been in a couple of Zoom meetings where I put a beer in a mug and drink yeah. it. But this is not one of them. So I'm a true professional when working with you, Dwayne. Yeah, well, you are a true professional. That's why I've got you first on. Um, so, more or less, um, you're speaking about the markets before. Um, so, you say you bump into all, all kinds of, um, well, the people in the known Byron Bay and obviously in the Gold Coast. Uh, who are some of the people that you've bumped into and you sold a bag of passion fruit to? I've sold, well, I sold a bag of passion fruit to a lady from a band today who was meant to be at Blues Festival. The Hussy Hicks. Have heard I've of heard that? the name. I've heard the name. Let me check. Yeah, Hussy Hicks. Uh, so she was really cool. Yeah. Sold a bag of passion fruit to um, who's the big bruiser from the Sydney Swans, Barry Hall. Uh, Barry Hall. That's day. right. You try. I mean, you try to tell. I remember you sent me a message to say that oh, he's shit and Paul Gallon's great. Like if he knew me personally, you know, you that would be bullshit. You know. Yeah. I was I was cheering Barry Hall on every day of the week against Paul Gallon. So. Um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, I stir you up. I was just stirring you up then. It's one of my favourite pastimes. Yeah. So what about what about what about your best friend Todd Carney? Have you sold him a bag of passion fruit yet? Well, actually, Todd Carney, uh, he's been a great guy. We're actually working with him to try to That's secure right. him to be an Inertia Wave ambassador. Yep. So for our fitness product. So we've had several discussions. Nothing's concrete yet. Shout out to Toddy if you're listening. But um, <laughs> hey, we need to get him on. Really good. Putting in He'd a good word. Get, get him. Get him on here. I I think we could uh, organise that. You might need to get a bit more of a following, so we're not wasting his time. But well, he, I mean, he'd like to. He he might have a few things to promote. I well, bring, yeah, well, I'd love to because. Because we did have the opportunity to actually interview Todd last year, and that's when I first had my first dealing with him. And I could just, I could just recall how much of a stand-up bloke he really is, and he really does get a bad rap in the papers. And when you actually, and you know, when you see how the mainstream media these days post stuff and post shit on, um, yeah, up, up online and having people to buy it, I've I've always been suspicious how like you don't always believe everything the media tells you, and that was one of those things like because he's had a bad rap and then um and it was a double pronged sword when it 
having the pleasure to interview him last year with five minutes notice or and then mm. i recall then you and i did the game um, the following week in byron and he came up to us and said you know uh g'day loving loving you guys work and stuff and that's um you know that's that's the qualities you don't read about or see in the in the mainstream press and then the other end of the sword was actually reading his book you know which i've only yes. just finished i've just been plucking away oh, yeah, good and um, I'm bad. I bought it, but I haven't finished it. Recently. Yeah, that's sort of how I'd like. I've just it's dropped too a change. much Twitter and Instagram for me. I know I'm not much of a reader these days, but I gave that a go. What, and it's what, just... is, what is the title of his book? Um, what is it? Do you remember the title of the book? Oh shit, I don't remember. I could, I could tell you. Like I've got it. But anyway, go and write about out. two. If you're out there feet... listening, you want a, a good rugby league book? Oh, it's it's probably sitting two feet in front of me in my one of my uh, drawers and... here, but. <laughs> And on that, um, like with my work with the youth services, uh, I reached out to him and we work with at-risk youths in the Shire. Yeah. Um, and I reached out to him if he would be willing to come and give some of his time to chat to the boys and give them a session. And he said, absolutely, put his hand right up. I know he does a lot of work uh, trying to raise money for the Breast Cancer Foundation and stuff as well. And he's doing a lot with like some of the young kids at the club. And, you know, I just know from talking to all the boys, everyone loves having him at the club. And, so it's that, a good addition. Absolute to the town. champion. I mean, I, I, I think I could sort of forgive him. Like for, um, it was actually his last game, and this was in the book too, um, when he was playing for the Sharks. Um, being a die-eyed Brisbane supporter as I am, I was up there, and and um, he had the game of his life. And didn't I know yeah. it too? Because <laughs> Brisbane were winning twenty-four nil. This was back in two thousand fourteen. They're winning twenty-four yeah. nil, and then. Um, he had the absolute game of his life. And then somehow, like 24-0 with about 30 minutes left in the game, mind you. And he just yep. had the, the game of his life and just somehow Broncos lost it by two. And oh, wow. um, and I was cursing his name on the way back from the train back to the Gold Coast. <laughs> so um, it, I was still... Yeah. I mean, Is there a database? How do you watch old NRL games? Oh, I think you've got to go through NRL. I mean, KO has a bunch of them, but to just watch it, whatever you want, I think you've got to go through NRL.com and sign up for an account or something. But okay. um, do, they have a, do they have a paywall on that app? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they wouldn't let that yeah. out for free. I wouldn't think so. No, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So um, going back to the coronavirus as such, um, you know, so we could start knowing that things are starting to free up a bit now, like with the footy first weekend of the footy back on and my TAB accounts now, um, got a good windfall after last night of the two games, oh, you two, did? Two, two same leg multis getting up in five legs each. So, um, can't That's complain about that, but, um, <laughs> so we're slowly getting away from the Korean soccer, the hot dog eating and, um, you know, the mud wrestling, whatever that is, they, that's on and we're getting back into the footy and stuff. And so you can kind of sense that things are start just on that, getting a little bit back to normal, but fucking hell, man, I would love it if those Queensland borders to just open up and just let people, you know, trade and um, get a boost in tourism. I mean, obviously I've got a personal stake with a partner living over there and not being able to get up there, but it's just, it's getting ridiculous now that like, I remember that Gladys, like our premier, Gladys Barry Jicklin, said a couple of weeks ago that um, we could be flying to Auckland before we'd be allowed to fly to Brisbane. And I just laughed. I thought, oh, shit, that's a, not, that, that's a funny joke. But the, that's starting to look like it's reality of the situation that, um, that even in Queensland, like as of in New South Wales, as of this coming weekend, you can travel wherever you like in New South. 
So that means someone from the Gold Coast can travel to Albury, which is down the New South Wales, Victoria border, which is 1,800 kilometres, but they've got a restriction where you can't even go from Gold Coast to Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Yeah, just for context, uh, it's now 2.54, Saturday, May the 30th. Yeah. The Warriors and um, Dragons are about to kick off in six minutes. Yeah. Um, but see, the funny thing is, because I do all these markets in the Gold Coast area, I, I crossed the border the first day I was locked down. And so nothing's changed for me. I, I, I've crossed the border several times a week and have. Um, so, yeah, I've just been dealing with it. And you can't. It's funny, what, what I reckon come out in the coronavirus is who follows all the rules and who doesn't. And there's a different group of people. That's why I call you bubble boy, because now I reckon you're going to be stuck in that bubble in there for a while, not getting, being, a, being away from the corona. Have you downloaded the app on your phone? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, mean, I, do, I do it because... Um, yeah, because it's good. I don't know. I do it because, you know, I, I, you know, with my with my mother that's that's pretty much the only reason why i've I've got it i mean you know okay i put the concern on all all that bullshit aside and like anything that i've done for this virus is for her basically because it's a um at the end of the day this virus is more or less just um as i said it's it, it takes on the older people and people that have all these illnesses and stuff and um um so i'm not been too concerned as such if i was to get i mean it wouldn't be fun but uh, it's yep. all about protecting the you know you you know the the other important people in your life certainly yeah yeah it's fair enough yeah i, I think so it's with my mum and dad you see my dad's normally one to not follow every single rule in the book and um but he's followed every single rule in the book about this coronavirus partly because he is at risk. He's over 60. He's overweight yeah. and he's a smoker. So, <laughs> okay. but then my, but then my mum, who's normally, you know, a bit of a goody two shoes. Um, <laughs> she hasn't been a goody two shoes during this. She hasn't, you know, she hasn't really changed her lifestyle so far much. So it is, um, it's different the people who, you know, have been sucker for the rules or not, but they are, they are, like you said, protecting your family. There are good reasons behind yeah. it all. And, um, but the thing with me is that with this virus, it's like, it's like, take it all in perspective. Um, yep. take it all in perspective. It's like Anastasia Palaszczuk, I don't know what dealings, what, what her stakes are in this, but there is less cases, active cases between the border, including tweed heads, which they're the ones suffering the most from this. Like that, yeah. like there's actually literally a bollard as you probably would have seen, but that breaks off between Coolgar and tweed. Fuck. It's like tweed heads. There's no, there's no active cases there. The only act two active cases in the Northern rivers is that um, filmmaker that's in Byron that's had it for about the last, um, that's, there's people like that. I also feel for she, Who, who's the set, filmmaker. I forget her name, but it's like she's had the it for lady. like sixty-five to seventy days. She thought she was cleared Jesus. of it two or three times, and she still she can't shake it off. Oh wow! Um, but it's people like that. I'm also feeling for, but but she's not coming out of isolation. And then there's I think one other sort of newish case toward a bit further south down New Italy way. I could be wrong, but they're the only two. So um, you, you look at the concerns. They say because. I mean, the whole issue that I've had since the test of time with this is this hasn't been taken in perspective that you look at. Um, I just feel that 
all the local places, all the regional areas, including Byron Bay, even though it's a tourist town, we're losing out because of Sydney um, and all the community transmission that's happening down there. So my take has always been from the start is to um, put a, a, like what they're doing up at the border up in Queensland, put a ring around between Sydney, Newcastle, Wollongong, that area. And because there's no, no one flying at the moment and just separating that and then opening maybe the border to say 200, 200 kilometers South and let, you know, well, let shit well, happen. I'll, like because I'll vote for you, Dwayne. <laughs> well, well, unfortunately, um, you know, I, 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 unfortunately I don't have a stake in it at the moment, but I mean, it's, um, oh, well. but that everyone's crying for it because it's, and then the thing is I read some of these comments up in Queensland um, and it's sort of 50, 50. It's like, you look at the, some people, I mean, let's put it another way. Shari. If you're a business owner, you're not cheering this thing on because they're losing somewhere in the 50 to $53 million a day with no tourism. And then being blocked off. Um, I can assure you if you're a business owner um, or you're an employee of a business owner, you're not cheering this thing on. Um, if you're a friend of a business owner, you, you wouldn't be, you'd be obviously sympathetic. The people that are cheering on this lockdown are the, your two percenters. It's basically your um, people that are in the public service. You just don't give a shit. You know, they got a guaranteed wage um, and more or less um, people that don't have jobs. Um, that's Even that's the dolls doubled. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's just, that would be the only two kind of dynamics that are cheering this thing on. So, um, for me, just put it in perspective and um, let let people have their businesses. Well, open. pubs are open Monday. Are we going to the? Are you working on Monday? Are we going to go. Uh, yeah, to the we'll be, yeah, doing the business on Monday. It's a, it's the following Monday that we've got the long weekend. Which is another thing I wanted to bring up is that um, I've been telling everyone around here in Byron Bay that um, more or less it's like enjoy the quiet time whilst we got it because. I mean, it's already now starting to pick up. And just to put in perspective too, as I said a few minutes ago, that this is, um, as of this week, we are now seeing statewide travel or in New South Wales. So that means people can come from Victoria or people from Queensland can come here. Um, uh, and if you can't go to Queensland, you can't go overseas, where is the one place that everyone's going to come to on the long weekend? Where... We're standing right in front of it. Yeah. But like you said, you're worried about business owners. So it'd be good for business owners. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Anyway, bloody coronavirus. Thought we've yeah. been talking about for months and months. I know. But to <laughs> just put on another perspective, um, now since you, so you went away for a while, so you kind yep. of missed the whole, um, you would have had one, like when you were living in Byron Bay, obviously you've come back from, you know, came back and visited and um, whatnot. Um, so you would have seen... I generally come back once a year. Yeah. So, we, well, in that case, you probably would have seen Byron gradually change over time. Um, yep. So you've seen it to just where it's just a quiet little beach town and mm -hmm. everybody knew everybody and you would not not walk down, say, Johnson Street. Um, even on a quiet day without bumping into someone that you knew. But now all of a sudden it's now changed to this. Um, I mean, you look at it and then, you know, nobody mega knows anybody. Hey. Yeah. Mega tourist town hotspot, but it's, it's fun too. 
you know, and you can, like, I'm moving to Mullumbimby, so Mullumbimby's got a lot of that charm, and you could move up to Bangalore, or you could go to, um, you know, Pottsville or something to get those vibes, but yeah, yeah. Byron's grown up massive, and bring some good things with it. So, but what, what do you, what do you, but what are your thoughts on like how it's all changed, Shory? It's like, um, with me, mind, to be honest. Yeah, I just again, it's it's a whole thing in perspective, and I was just talking about um, how like, ever since Green, the Greens have run running this town since what two thousand and six, yep. and um, I just think it was before the, that the Labor or Nats. Um, I don't know if we had Nationals, but it was um, the Conservatives, whoever they were. Um, it was probably, it was probably a bit, I mean, I being a teenager, I think Greens came in when I was a teenager, so I didn't really have a, a strong grip on politics like I do now, but, <laughs> um, I certainly do now, but you look at it and I just think this town for so long and, and the way the Greens do things, it's, it's, they're having an each way bet with this town. And f- mm-hmm. with me, with me, it's like they, well, the, the one example is the paid parking. Um, it's a very, when you think paid parking, you think, what's the first thing that comes to your head when you think of paid parking, when you think on a location scale? What's the first thing do I think? I think, is this annoying? How am I going to put the coins in? Yeah, but I'm talking like more when you're location wise, where else would you see paid parking? I don't know. On the street next to a car park? Well, it's a city thing. It's a metropolitan. It's a very, yeah, it's a very like... You go to the Gold Coast, right? And it's not even a Gold Coast thing. Surface Paradise is the only place you really see it. And um, no, they don't. Burley has it. Palm Beach has it. I was there today. It's I a very, it it's, it's very metro, but it's a very metropolitan kind of initiative. Now, yep. it's not. It's and we could both certainly agree. It's not what you'd call the Byron Bay way, which is what yep. they've tried to to plaster. So basically, they want to keep Byron as it is, which is mm-hmm. you know great. We, we'd love, we'd all love that. But at the same time, when you're trying to cram tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of tourists a year into this little town, we've got one road to get us. And it's not a very good road. I went to a meeting at the Chamber of Commerce. We get 2 million visitors a year. Wow. Well, that's it. So it's not just hundreds (laughs) of thousands. No. So you, okay. So 2 million a year. All right. Yep. And we've got one road that leads into the main part of town um, off the highway. We know it too well. Um, it's, I call it the conga line. It stretches for kilometers. <laughs> and so that's what, so when things like West Byron and all that come up, um, yeah. me personally, it's not a matter of do I, me personally, would I want West Byron? I think it now mm-hmm. needs stuff like that. It needs to happen. Or oh, do you have a vested interest in this? Not at all. I just think it's because... It needs to happen because this council <laughs> needs to happen, or just make the bloody road more congested. How well, hang on. Well, let me finish. Well, let me finish. Well, let me finish about that. It's it. It needs to be infrastructure. Why do you look at places like the Gold Coast, which is a, a like tourist spot like Byron Bay, because they've got their shit in order. Like they've got the roads, they've got the the, the hotels, they've got um, the visitors coming in, and every time I go up there, you know, it's not as much traffic as any normal. But when you look at say like. You just, but that's what I'm trying to say about the whole Byron thing. They just cram you, as you said, 2 million tourists a year into a little town just, and they just worry about the image of it. And they, so you can only have it one or two ways. You could either have your 2 million people promote the shit out of it, like what, you know, which is what you want to do. But 
with that comes, you've got to apply the fucking infrastructure. It's simple as that. So yeah, well, things like West Byron, which, you know, if you have like... But West, West Byron doesn't come with a new dual lane carriageway that drops everyone off in town. There's no new road. It's just well, a couple of would, thousand houses. But that would, be, that, would, that would be the, the other kicker to it. it only, I would only would suggest that if it has the extra roads. Because you've got to look at it. And if also the other thing, I wouldn't just say for extra you know, housing either. You'd probably have like another estate like, like Sunrise where... You, you'd have another supermarket like a Coles or something. There's no Coles in Byron Bay, but that's again, it, and that's the thing that shits me is that more or less it's okay. Well, let's um, not have Coles because Coles isn't very Byron Bay-ish and let's not have Macca's or KFC. Is. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, <laughs> but Woolworths has been around since test of time. So um, yeah. that's part of the furniture. They're not going to fuck that off, but, um, but more or less, it's more to do with the fact that, um, you know, it's all about employment and jobs. I remember when I was growing up, when I was well, 18 or 19, how hard it was then. And it's fucking a lot harder now to get a job in this town. It, like to get a, like a job at like a supermarket or a McDonald's or a KFC. And, and at times like this, rest assured, this is some of the things that need to be discussed to get this economy really up and going. I know you might be surprised at the amount of jobs going in Byron now because it was done by so many international backpackers and whatnot, and they've all had to leave. There will be, um, I think there are more opportunities and jobs out there for for locals now. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's the other thing too. Like when I noticed that things got quiet in this town, a lot of businesses weren't um, relieving rent in this town as well. They're still retaining their, their rent prices. I've heard. I'm not going to. Uh, I went to um, lunch at Targa, the cafe restaurant the other day. Okay. And I spoke to the, uh, the owner there and she said she got a two month pause in her rent mm-hmm. and then a 50% that's good. reduction until December. Well, that's good. Cause, um, yes. because a lot of these businesses, I'm only, guessing on that because a lot of you'd think that and i noticed um with the exception maybe one or two businesses they i think they reduced their food prices but a lot of them increase it increase their their food by not just like a dollar or two either i'm talking like five five six seven dollars and a lot of that was to do with um well you'd think the only plausible reason why you do that is because of um the rent prices going up yeah my favorite restaurant, Davino, has now put it, I think it's like a $65 set menu. Shout out to Joey and the crew at Davino. Um, so, yeah, they want, if you're in there taking on valuable space, they want to make sure you actually spend some bloody money in there so they can cover yeah, their well, costs. I just, I, as I said, like, it's all a perspective thing for me. And I just think, um, obviously, Byron, this summer coming up, um, I think we're going to see, a di- I wouldn't say a drop, probably even an increase in tourism, but be obviously a different demographic um, because people that can't people that can't go overseas uh, can't go to Bali they'll be coming down here and um, well, one sorry one other positive thing about the corona for Byron because every it's so profitable to have your house listed on Airbnb and get short-term rentals now that all the rental the holiday market's gone a lot mm. of owners a big complaint in Byron has been about affordable housing but now that the owners have, uh, they don't have the tourist income, that's dried up. They're yeah. shifting their properties back to the, um, the long-term rental market, which is good for people who want affordable housing. I just bumped in, 
guess who I just bumped? Who's my new next door neighbour? Kent bloody flat bitty Bryant. <laughs> Kent, that'd be interesting. That <laughs> so, you're not going to so get a wink, you won't get a wink of sleep when he's <laughs> with the next door neighbour. I don't think you'll give each other any sleep to be honest. So I see I see his Instagram videos. So he's just moved into a nice. Yeah, he's just Spearsy moved into a nice there with place. Him? Of, Spearsy? Is Spearsy there uh, with him? They're not sure. Pot, those two. I just sort of can't. Okay, <laughs> uh, but he's found a nice place here that probably would have been on the Airbnb before COVID. So you know, pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like, like just a bit of perspective on things, and like you know, things you tend to agree or disagree. But I mean, it, you just look at it and you think, well, stand for what you believe in, and like, um, the one thing that I think would be great for this town too is like. A lot, and look, I'm not burying every backpacker that comes into this town, but it, there's always there's been this issue where a lot of these backpackers don't pay their way in this town. They just try and oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you go you, the legal camping, like that's another thing. Yeah. Well, they don't. It's yeah. it's like you go down to where the market. I mean, when you go down to those market grounds, yeah, down at um, street river, yeah, reserve, they use it for it gets used for a toilet. It's been all over the place. I've got friends who live just not far off that area. And it's just, a lot of them just don't pay their way. They, they go and rack up. They use, and that's what they think they, the whole, when I was talking about the paid parking, they trying to do it. So it allows people to pay um, like the tourists. But the thing is they don't, a lot of them, the majority of them, like they just ignore it. They get the fine and they're out of the country before it even gets paid. So yeah, and I've and I've seen agree, that firsthand, and I've seen that firsthand. Yeah, this is but on the backpack, it's easy to bash them. It does; they do also contribute to the charm of Byron Bay. What would the wreck car park without be without a bunch of bongo circles and fire dwellers, Dwayne? Would you ever see it in the same light? <laughs> well, I I'd say use a car park what you know what it's used for, like <laughs> like. The bike tracks here, we, we build bike tracks and they, they don't ever get used. The people still riding on the side of the roads. and um, But you know what I mean. It's, um, so you don't want car parks to be used for bongo circles and fire twirling? They've got a whole lot of beach they can do that with. <laughs> <laughs> a whole landscape of beach. I've got stretch fast Brunswick heads, they can do that their heart's content. But car parks are car parks and that's the whole reason we've got a shortage of them as well. And so you kind of just made proved another point there, Mr. Shaw. <laughs> Who you got tip for the football this afternoon? We because we are also in a tipping comp together. Absolutely. Um I think And you're doing I got dragon I like the hey what are you doing quite poorly in the tipping comp? Uh, I think I'm level with you on this week, this weekend. Oh, well, this weekend there's over two games, isn't there? Three. Yeah, about that. Um, so well, the Dragons are playing at the moment. Um, I've tipped them, but we've no, I've tipped them, but I've got not um, with absolutely no confidence whatsoever. Um, Just imagining that bloody Warriors are. Sick you know what, of, Sorry. You know what the score is in that game at the moment? I do. Do you? No. I'm just pulling out that out now. Warriors six nil up over the Dragons. Ten, Eleven minutes in. Here we go, baby. Shit, I need dra- I, I've got Raiders first to ten in a multi. So, um, okay. Um, and I've been free from free, like in first to tens all this week. So I think, yeah, as I said, I just told you, I've got, I'm not confident on the, on the, no. um, and the Warriors. They've been a little bit hard. Um, yeah. Well, look, you look at it, the whole competition, the scale. They've just. 
been the team that pulled out mass sacrifices to um, to actually get this happening from before the coronavirus shut down the competition after two rounds, um, yep. then going over and then having to come to Tamworth to quarantine and then um, losing um, two or three of their you know their top line players and then having to get a loan out to keep this competition happening. So that's why I thought, well, they might be a little bit underdone at the moment, but... They might be undone, but they might come out all guns blazing. They might have. And well, that's the other thing too. They might... (laughs) This shit might get them um, motivated to go and do do some great things. So there's that too. And it's um, because they they didn't have a strong start in the first two rounds. Um, They got... Knights touched them up and um, they got... Who did they play in the second round? Was it the Raiders? I think the Raiders took care of them and, and as well. So, um, yes, they should. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Well, they're off to a good start. It doesn't do good for my TV um, betting at the moment. So <laughs> that's the other but thing we'll about see. this. It's only see, early in. The other thing about this coronavirus, um, signing up for a fucking TV <laughs> account. Um, and, it was, and it wasn't even <laughs> which, just so much. You, it wasn't even which so you much. hadn't had before, right? You, do, no. you don't normally... No, no, I mean, I just, I don't know why. I just didn't think it was for me, but um, that's what there was no sport on you. You sign up just to what you sign up just to watch Sky Racing. So <laughs> that's how that's how bad there was no sport on, and that was even you know there's even question marks over that. But um, but now that you know the real sport's happening, it's so yeah. I got bitten, but I mean, oh, it's so good with fucking sport on, mate. <laughs> and the pubs are opening on wet Monday. It's going to come back to normal. But yeah, I, I, it was amazing how much I did miss rugby league. Yeah, I knew, I knew you would probably be the, the hardest hit, but oh. um, it's, just, it's just such a nice thing to look forward to every you know every weekend. So with the whole thing about um the footy, um yep. and sports and stuff and all that coming undone, so you'll talk. We're talking about um betting. I just I know like when we were doing the footy together, that's what got you in with the Ladbrokes commercial. Yeah, I was going to get an app. See, I always thought I was always vehemently against sports gambling because all the boys. I also one one of my two big sports, rugby league and motorbike racing, the MotoGP. So all the boys would always punt on the MotoGP, but I didn't like doing it because if I punted on that bloke, I want him to win. But then end of the day, you just want a good race, and same with kind of rugby league, you want a good game. Um, But yeah, I did get into it. I have ebbs and flows with it, if I like it or not. It's, it's addictive when you get on a bit of a run and you're yeah. winning and you think you're beating the odds and you think you're really smart. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part. But, yeah, just to say, we are betting pretty small increments, me and you. So yeah. it's more about the thrill, $2, $3, oh. $5. Hit. Do you want to have a look at, I mean, on my, I was looking at my app last night because I was looking at my Fitbit. Yep. And I thought, is, is this the, the bourbon and cokes are doing it? Because my heart rate was 130 <laughs> for a Roosters versus South game. I don't see those rates unless the Broncos are a couple of points either way. But it's because, as I said, I don't, don't bet. 130 sitting still. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, because you've got a five-leg multi going on. And it's, it's not even, well, it's for me, like, I should probably put some perspective on it. And the reason why, because I've been wanting to win a multi so bad. Um, yes. To put into perspective, because there's... Two... What did your multi-odds get up to? Well, they were like 10 to 1. And I'm only betting a okay. dollar. I, yeah. I mean, if you're betting more than a dollar um, on a multi <laughs> that's more than three or four legs, yeah, you're crazy. Um, yeah. Just put it mildly. But um, especially if it's me and the, my luck at the moment. But the thing <laughs> is, is that 
I think it's more putting just to put in perspective that I've described this to you. There's two occasions, and the first one was you go back to the first UFC pay per view that just came back, and I had oh, I mean I thought I knew UFC well, but then it's just it's basically <laughs> just take your pick because the fighter could be winning four four and a half rounds out of five, and then he just gets clipped, and you know and then after running a multi off that, that could kill anything. Um, but you look at the likes of, um, well, I had about 11, um, picked 11s, uh, and I think they had odds of 80, 80 odd to one or something like that. Just, just yep. chucked a dollar on this no big deal. Wasn't expecting it to go as good as it did. And then, um, halfway through, um, so this well, didn't exactly go to the very end, I'll admit, but I think it was about the fifth fight in for beast for BCO to Badoom. Um, he, um, well, let's put it this way. If one he lost by split decision, so if one judge went the other way, because I won what four before that, lost that one, and then I won the other four or five after that. So if one other judge had gone the other way, I would have been sitting pretty for an extra eighty odd to one. So yeah, I won judge, and then the second one was in German Bundesliga in the soccer, and I just yeah. I think it was ten legs or something. It was like twenty to one or something like that. Um, same sort of shit. I was four or five up. And then um, on the fifth leg, uh, I I think it was over under like a goal and a half or something like that. The goal was scored in the last minute to clear that one and a half, but then got overturned by my nemesis, the VAR, the video yeah. referee overturned oh, wow. it. So again, that was the only thing I missed out on 20 to one. So that's a hundred dollars. Like it's not so much losing money in my account because it's only a dollar or so. It's what you could have yeah. won. <laughs> that's the thing about multis that was stressing me out because that was the same deal with um, that Cowboys game last night. Valent, I had, um, I think I cleared, I only cleared it on the last, literally the last conversion when Valentine Holmes, I think it was um, to get the second half over, over the first half. And there was 20 what points. What position does Valentine Holmes He played play? fullback last night. Okay. Yeah. So, How do you reckon Latrell went last night at fullback? Oh... To be honest, as I said, I was paying more attention to my multis and seeing how he was playing. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's also the other thing like too. Sports it's, gambling. It's, yeah, that's the other thing. It takes the. I mean, yeah. watching football should be fun. You know, it should be a fun yeah, thing, exactly. and, it, and it can it can make it more fun, but it also can take the fun of it. You're forgetting why you're watching it, and yeah, and that was sort exactly. of the case last night because I had a couple of legs of the cream baseball. Oh, I want to a question to you. What's that? Someone told me last night but I'd like to fact check it because it came from a certain frog mouth filter, which we know is not a very, that's Dane Johnston. Yeah, go a on. friend of ours. Yeah, go friend. on. This will be fun. We're talking about, they all, <laughs> they all fell asleep or he fell asleep halfway through the football. So did Joel Chewy Chandler because it's on too late. You know, they, they work with their hands. They're up early. Dane said to me, the reason they have the rugby league on at eight thirty, at eight o'clock at night, to about what nine thirty ten. Yeah, it's because you're not allowed to put sports gambling ads on the TV until eight o'clock. That's a that's um kind of makes sense. That's a t- um I but then that would defeat the whole purpose of having a four thirty Sunday game. Right, if you if you're talking free to air. Yeah, I'm talking free to air. But then well, the grand fault. Okay, okay. But the grand final, that's on a quarter past seven normally. Yes. So I... Yeah, it sort of just do doesn't they do a up. lot of sports gambling shit before that? Technical difficulties, I hope we're still... 
um, saved all that. Um, <laughs> hopefully we have. Um, so Zoom should be pretty good, I reckon. Okay, so so heading back to what were we talking about? So we're talking about the um, sports gambling. Yep, and the footy last night. Today I'm going to do an update on the score. We've both got the bloody the dragons tipped, but what's the live score now? Let's have a look. It's 20, 23 minutes in. Warriors still up by six. Okay, so yeah, I can't believe I'm having to cheer on the dragons. <laughs> but I have got tipped either team in one other multi, like either team winning by 12. So that's safe for the moment. So let's see how that okay. one goes. Um, another little thing I wanted to share with you. Um, so going back to the whole NRRL um, thing. Yes. I want you to um, uh, put this in perspective and I'm going to follow it up with something else and just, so we'll, we'll just um, bring this up here. We'll just see if I can do that. Um, just give me your thoughts on uh, just more so on your wardrobe. Um, <laughs> final rematch. And whilst their finals also sort of hinge on what happened at Red Devil Park. How's it go with that? It's 22 18. Mulumba just in front after well, scoring. I'm not sure. 22 answered points. So if Iron Bay somehow get, the, get their noses in front there, Shorey, Tweed Coast are going to have a funny part about well to beat Kujin to get the fifth spot. Yeah, good see you again, Dwayne. Good afternoon, everybody at home. You're coming live from Ballina. As Tricky Coast kick off, you keep on mentioning the Devils game. So, um, more or less, um, you miss Byron that much? Rick, well, oh, because I was. You well, said Byron? First off, about the shirt. One yeah. of my heroes is Andrew Gibbs Moore. Have okay. you seen what he's what he wears? Uh, he like, wears some wild Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, wild, the loudest, brightest, craziest shirts he can find. Um, yeah, and he's a big fan. So I do listen to him a lot, and I reckon he's a you know he's a gun commentator and a and a good radio presenter. So that's that's where I get that inspiration from. Uh, yes, and I do sometimes wish. Where were we at that game? Was that Ballina? Ballina versus yeah, Tweed yeah. Coast. Okay. All right. So just picking up. We've <laughs> had some technical difficulties. We we're talking about um, why you got such good taste in um, in clobber when you come do football commentary. <laughs> um, you're saying it's because um, uh, you dress like a certain um, ABC commentator. I think it's probably I more. I think yeah. it's probably more to do with the fact that, um, um, as well as everything else that you do, Shory, I think um, it would be natural, like some of your charisma, you'd be getting involved in the movie. So I was watching um, <laughs> the latest movie, movie from Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh, The Irishman. Um, yes. Do you reckon that like, that looks a bit for um, someone? That, <laughs> no? How about the fucking get up on that? Well, no, this, that's you, not you. You may, you may not know this about me, but I'm a big cigar guy. Yeah. And as my brother made comment the other day, um, I do like to wear my shirts unbuttoned like that as well. But but that that I I saw it. I mean, whole fuck me. That is that is true. So that's where you got it. So you want to start <laughs> in the Irishman? That's what. Did, were you auditioning at that point? 
No, I was not. Okay. No, well, but, but I do like a Cuban cigar and a, a whole, you know, floral shirt unbuttoned down so you can see my <laughs> luscious chest hair. Well, if nothing else that this podcast has done without the, the couple of fuck-ups we already had, um, <laughs> we managed to show what a behind-the-scenes day in football commentary is with Michael Shaw. And now we could get the idea what a behind-the-scenes um, in the podcast as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck, mate. I'm going to miss doing these calls uh, at the <laughs> we'll be I back. I can't wait to get we'll back. I we'll, can't wait. We'll be back. Um, it's looking just something to... you look forward to. Oh, and, mate, you look forward to every week. It's such a good thing to do. In the meantime, even when we're doing the food, we've got this podcast now. And I'm thinking the next time we get it, we get back together. Like, I had this idea and I might do this with Cross as well because we did this last year. Um, yeah. Like we could watch one of the old games and then um, get yeah. it reflect our memories back on it and i'm thinking that well you know which one i'm going to bring up don't you oh, i certainly do this your, your first one northern united versus kyogle i think that that's a must um Who, who's getting the bronze statue made of them um, i don't know we'll have to ask someone in kyogle like what, if what was his name sorry uh, shane walker shannon, shannon walker shannon walker um, if anyone needs to, um, if we need to just give you a bit of a reminder on how um, <laughs> some certain memories, um, I had a few things I wanted to catch up on with you here. I think I might have actually lost it. Uh, or have I? Um, Is Shannon Walker playing for Kogel again? Uh, or he didn't play a whole lot. Well, the thing is, Shannon Walker would have liked, um, every time I called one of Shannon Walker's games, and this is including when he played for Kudjan in the semi-final. Yes. He scores a try every time, and he doesn't when I'm not. <laughs> so, who was he play? was playing halfback? Um, he was um no, he was playing in the centres. A bit of full. Okay. He was playing fullback on the day that we called him. Full so, back, um, yeah. but we'll cover that in a podcast. Yes. Um, when we when we got a couple of hours to spare, because obviously the games go for a couple of hours. So anyway, now I've just found it. Um, it's time I think we take a trip down memory lane of why <laughs> this, uh, this was your fir- this is your first ever game. Now hopefully this it was. Hopefully this doesn't fuck up the <laughs> you know freeze my computer back to like it was 1994 again. So <laughs> so this was um, the one way to bring up a debut. Check this out. He's got the corner! Has he got the corner? Has he got the corner? Has he the corner? Has he got the corner? Has he got the the corner? Has he the the and as you can well, see here, Shannon Walker, if there's no bronze statue, they went down on three or four occasions, 14 points, 14 points in the first 10 minutes. They, they had not been in front of and who, who Bob, was filming that? That would be um, Desi. Oh, that, good. Our new um, stats man. But um, I'm needing <laughs> I'm needing the dragons at the moment. Um, 
you know, I was going to say we're at four o'clock here. So it's about second half in that dragon. I need the dragons to pull someone up like that now because they're down by 12 at the moment. So 12 down, exactly. Yeah. 45 minutes into the game. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, only two people in that so tip then. What a. <laughs> Me and Crossy have caught many games together. I've never had a game with him like that, and he's wanting one. And you're, <laughs> you get one on the first bounce. How did, how did that make you feel? And we'll go into more depth in another podcast because, you know, about to wrap up here. But um, how did that all like, feel go all the way out? Like, let's to be fair, we I didn't have the, that. I thought this, oh, yeah, this game will be all right. But it's, it was still the best game ever called. Well, it was one of, see, I, I'd been in China for 12 years. I obviously grew up playing rugby league. I didn't really follow the NRL while I was in China or and the you don't local have a team. league. My, my point I don't have it. a team in the no. NRL, but I love the sport. And so coming back from China after all those years, what I really loved and what I found was like the real, like what it, I could see what's, you know, uniquely Australian and country Australia and Bush and stuff like that. So for me going out to those regional rugby league games, it's just so special because I played at a lot of these grounds as a kid growing up. Uh, we played against Kyogle Topis, and it, I remember we had memories. Kyogle, one of the biggest, toughest team, like under 14s, would play against a bloke, and he's a second rower, and he's built like a brick shit ass, and he had stubble, stubble beard, and he had two kids on the sideline watching him, like his own kids, and they're all these mythical creatures. So then obviously, I can't play because I've got bloody busted knees. Yeah, but so just remember, going out there and calling that it was oh I, know, I, just I remember that actually when you said busting you actually remember you did that in the under 18s um playing for byron and um that was the second time i did it first under 16 oh, so playing for mullumbidby giants yeah i remember that and actually then, yeah so that was the first reconstruction and then i came back for under 18s i didn't do a right physio i felt a little tweak before the game i shouldn't have played but I was itching to play so bad. Yeah. Got a kick off the off the kickoff. Yeah. Caught it on the full. First hit up, bam, knee's gone again. So yeah, fun. so and you were just iterating about Kyle because I used to I played out there and like that ground is like hard as concrete. They're so like they're players. <laughs> and how much and they I just think how much they fucking love the game out there. It's just it's religion. It was a great crowd. It is a yeah. it's a freaking religion out there. And I'm I've been on the wrong ends of it being a you know um, well, I guess you could say a former Byron Bay supporter, although they'll be here. But I've been out to semi-final stuff, and they make you feel this big. And could you remember <laughs> that um, a certain game that we did when we we went out there and um, back out there on a Saturday night? We did the Kyogle Byron game, and then then you know there was a bit. We won't go into it now, but you know the um, a bit of controversy. Um, yes. And then I came back out to Kyogle the next week to do a game against Mara's brothers, and I've. I thought they had the fucking pitchforks there coming. <laughs> they just like, what did you say this? And I said, well, so then I, um, I got one of their guys to come and call me just to, you know, smoke the peace pipe a bit. And, but in all seriousness, they love their sport out there. And like a lot of these country towns and it's so special. And that's what I love. We love apart, especially me. I, yes. I, that's what we love about. It, and that's what makes us want to do this week in and week out. And just for moments like that. And, yep. um, but I'm looking forward to whenever the next time that might be. Um, and you'll be there right beside me wherever we're going to do it. And we keep going with this podcast. All right. So I know like we now, I mean, I know you've got footy to watch and whatnot. So we'll, um, we'll wrap it up right there. But Shuri, as I said, you're the perfect first guest, the pest guest. Thank you. And there'll be many everyone, more. Everyone out there, go search Inertia Wave Australia on Instagram and Google.
I-N-E-R-T-I-A-W-A-V-E. That's our, the hottest new fitness product. So go out there, check it out. I'll give you, a, if you message me on Instagram, I'll give you a discount code as well. You heard so the man, it. Head, head, head out to that. And with the podcast here, the, um, listen to, if you want to listen to this in audio format, go to anchor.fm forward slash Dueno. And the link is to, to the YouTube page if you're not already on there. Otherwise, follow us on Instagram on the bio. The link will be in the bio for the YouTube page. And um, hit do all that, link and subscribe, spread the word. I want to get more than just my nearest and dearest following it. So head on out there and support this film because it means a lot to us. And we just want to spread, spread the good news that is coming out of this part of the world. Shory, absolute pleasure, mate, as always. Cannot wait to do this again with you. Um, and probably the next time we will reflect more in detail with that game we did out of Kyogre in that sunny day in April. Thanks, Nev. Great to be on here. Honoured to be your first guest. Yeah. As and, always, I look forward to riding with you, brother. Yeah. And the next show, episode two, whenever the, I think that we'll hopefully have that by next week, I'll be none other joined by Chad Ellis from, from Crisis to Collapse. He's the axe man out there doing the business, touring the nation, soon to be the world, once the, the borders open back up. And he's just started a new band. Um, I've been called the Faith and Lies. I had to listen to it yesterday and it's the love as I lay dying and kill switch engage, which I think you got me into back in the day, back in the high school, yeah. sorry. Um, you got to check him out. So I'll be having an in-depth chat with him coming up next on the Duano podcast. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. I'll see you next week. Ta-ta. And...